0: Welcome back to a very special edition of Blake's Take Today, where we're going to go straight to just straight local sports, strictly local sports today. Because we had some wild action around here over the past two days, where we are going to start diving right in to the hard-fought 7-0 grinding victory for the Philomath Warrior football team over the Dayton Pirates on Thursday. The Warriors are now 2-0, shutting out their opponent for the second straight week, a feat that hasn't been reached since the 1989 season when Veloma shut out Malala and Yamhill Carlton. It was a defensive battle all game, with the Warriors' defense containing the powerful Dayton offense, while Dayton in return held the Warriors scoreless for a majority of the game. However, the Warriors did get a lone spark they needed by the offense and a Hail Mary heave by Caleb Jensen at the end of the first half to Ty May who caught it and tiptoed down the sideline for the 43-yard touchdown and ultimately got them the key touchdown that was the difference maker in this game. But shout out to the Warriors sixth starting determined lineman who powered through the entire game with many playing both ways, grinding out enough space for Jensen to make that incredible throw to keep the clock rolling in the second half and just ultimately protect our quarterback and help us win this game without these linemen. This game would have been a lot uglier. Offensively, Isaiah Blackburn rushed for 87 yards on 10 carries, while Jensen threw for 88 yards, and Carson Gerding caught 4 balls for 38 yards. Great offensively, definitely better stats than last game. Defensively, the Warriors still dominated just like last week. Holding the Pirates to just one completion on 14 attempts, while coming up with three interceptions, including one by one lineman in Gio Albu Sayed and Alec Russell and Chase Beardley, of course, while also also recovering two fumbles for a combined total of five turnovers recovered by the de- recovered by the Warriors. So just another dominant defensive performance by the Warriors, allowing the offense to just uh, just enough power to push for a game-changing score. It was just incredible to watch the uh, amount of offense that they are trying to get just powering through on the run game. They are are definitely establishing themselves as a run-first team, and they really proved that. Especially after they got that score, they were definitely trying to score again, but they were definitely still getting long drives. Although they came up short on many of those drives, they kept the clock rolling, keeping the ball in bounds, keeping Isaiah moving, especially 87 yards, which is better than I think the high last game was 48 yards by Jensen. So great, better performance improvement there. Also, improvement by the defense once again. They improved from last week, Getting still getting up on the ball, but they, and they really held this Dayton team. They were trying to do all sorts of things, switching up their schemes, switching up their plan, but the Warriors' defense stayed home, stayed to their assignments, and they ultimately were the game-changing factor in this game. But the real game-changer was definitely the offensive and defensive linemen. The D-line stayed patient even though they were getting double or triple teamed. They kept going, and when they got their opportunity, they blew up the play altogether. And then, of course, the offensive line just kept pushing through, kept letting the clock roll, and ultimately got enough Uh, enough space for Jensen to throw that amazing touchdown pass to May so just an incredible victory for the Warriors they are now undefeated on a win streak so far and they will have their first home game of the season in which each player will have two tickets to give to their parents and or a friend or family member and they will be able to attend that game for the so-called homecoming slash senior night for the Warriors, and they will be playing Amity uh, at home this upcoming Thursday, so make sure to tune into that one as well, that will be streamed on NFHS, and then if you're able to attend the game, that's great, because these Warriors are something to watch for sure. Now on to the Wild Pac-12 semifinal Civil War matchup between number 5 Oregon State and the number 1 seed Ducks, this one was a crazy one. The Beavers had an early advantage Friday night, holding the Ducks without a single field goal, dominating defensively for 5.5 minutes to build up their 7-point lead. Oregon then scored 10 straight points to put themselves back in the game, but Oregon State wasn't about to give up their lead, with them going on a 12-3 to run to go up 38-28 to at the half. The Beavs were still sticking to their game plan in the, game plan in the second half and still set on the goal of winning the Pac-12 championship. So Ethan Thompson hit a pair of early three-pointers in the second half, and Oregon State made six of its first ten shots to push the lead to 55-36, to stretching out the lead to nearly 20 points, making the Ducks feel very uncomfortable. Yet the Ducks would not stop fighting. They pushed themselves all the way back within five until Jared Lucas stepped back and shot over two defenders to beat the shot clock and hit the dagger, which sparked another 12-point run for the Beavers, and they kept defying predictions in the Pac-12 tournament, winning two games to now reach their first Pac-12 title game, just the second one ever, in 33 years, after their 75-64 upset victory over the local rivals and number one seed Ducks, what a victory by the Bees. A great performance there. Ethan Thompson scored 16 points. Rodriguez and Della, uh, added 13 points. And the Bees withstood a late-game rally to hold on and beat the Oregon Ducks. The Bees are used to being the underdogs, whether it be a regular season or the championship series. They were going to come out with the same intensity as always. Always. Just such an impressive victory. How these players were able to take down two elite teams at the top of the conference. And now down to two days in a row. And they took them down. They beat UCLA. They beat the one seed Ducks. And now they are hoping Pac-12 championships against the number 23 Buffs. They haven't beat them this regular season. But they just showed that elite teams in the Pac-12 don't mean anything in March. It's March Madness. These bees are one game away, one game away from punching their ticket to an NCAA tournament. Something that hasn't happened here since Gary Payton himself just, it's going to be incredible to watch. You can tune into that tonight at 7 o'clock or 7.30 ish. Make sure you watch that because these bees are absolutely dominating. I believed in them even though they were 500 despite them being ranked last in the preseason polls in the Pac-12. They have bumped themselves all the way up to 5th at the end of this regular season and now shows that they are determined to keep fighting and keep powering through. They persevere. They don't care what anyone says. The doubters don't mean anything, because us down here in Fulham, the Corvallis area, we cheer on our Oregon State Beavers no matter the odds, and we stick with them through and through, and they're about to come bring us an NCAA tournament appearance. Go Bees! So thank you for tuning in to another episode of Blake's Take. Hope you enjoyed all the incredible local sports. I will report on what happens at the Pac-12 Championships tonight. I'm for sure I can guarantee you I'm going to bring good news. The bees are going to pull it out tonight. I just feel it. And so you can tune in to me on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and or YouTube. Got lots of great local and national sports content. And hope you all enjoyed. I'll catch you all in the next one.